The sound of gunshots. But this is not a war zone. And nobody is in danger. Use my Glock 21 I just got for my birthday and hit it from 30 feet away. We know she can hit it a lot closer. It's a husband and his wife having fun together at the gun range. Enjoyment now. See how well we can shoot from this distance. There are more guns in America than there are people, and they are a huge part of American culture. They're also the reason why a lot of people are afraid to travel to the United States. Why do Americans love guns so much, and why are they such a controversial issue in modern-day America? On this episode of American Explainer, guns. It's a country that everyone knows. This is America. Some people love it. Right. I love America. I used to live in, in New York. Some people are confused by it. I think the most puzzling thing for foreigners is American football. And others are afraid of it. Another mass shooting, this time Texas. It's a country of immigrants. Immigrants and refugees revitalize and renew America. But sometimes it can seem very unwelcoming. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be built. Do not come. Do not come. Join me as we explore this country and its culture. In each episode, I'll explain a different aspect of America that will help you make sense of this complicated nation. I'm Daniel Reed, and this is American Explainer. Jefferson County 911. Yes, I'm a teacher called by high school. There is a student here with a gun. He has shot out a window. I believe one thing. On April 20th, 1999, Patty Niels, a teacher at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado, called 911 in a panic. Okay, has anybody been injured, ma'am? Yes. Okay. And the school is in a panic, and I'm in the library. I've got students down. I want to table kids. She said that someone had brought a gun to school and that everyone was afraid. Our, you know, time to take control of We need to leave here. Okay, we're getting them there. Who is the student, ma'am? I do not know who the student is. Okay. What followed was a national tragedy. Two teenagers shot and killed 12 students and one teacher before committing suicide by shooting themselves. In the days that followed, there was a wide range of emotions. Sadness, anger, confusion. Many Americans suggested that there should be more restrictions on who could buy a gun and what kinds of guns people could buy. Some suggested that there should be a gun registry, a kind of list of everyone who owns a gun and what kind of gun they own. Americans who owned guns saw these proposals as an attack on their rights. Why, they asked, should we be punished for something two crazy teenagers did? A month later, in May of 1999, there was a vote in the Senate on new gun control measures. The vote was a tie, with 50 senators voting in favor and 50 senators against. In this rare situation where there is a tie vote in the Senate, the vice president gets to make the tie-breaking vote. Al Gore was the vice president at the time, and he voted in favor 
of the new gun control measures. About a year after the Columbine shooting and the new gun control legislation, Charlton Heston, an actor who was not only a Hollywood star, but also the president of the National Rifle Association, or NRA, made a speech at the NRA convention. He said that he had a message for those who wanted to take away people's guns. And especially for you, Mr. Gore. As he raised a rifle in the air, he said, From my cold, dead hands. From my cold, dead hands. It's a short version of a longer slogan that says, I'll give you my gun when you take it from my cold, dead hands. In other words, he was saying that if the government tried to take away people's guns, the people should fight back against the government with those guns. This was the beginning of a new political reality in the United States. Before Columbine, gun ownership was not a very controversial issue. Since Columbine, Americans have become more and more divided. Although Columbine wasn't the first school shooting in American history, it was, at that time, the deadliest. And it marked a change in American life. Unfortunately, in the years that have followed, there have been many more school shootings, and three school shootings with more deaths than Columbine. Each time, there's a very predictable response, with one side saying we need more gun control. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Thank you. And those who say the problem isn't guns, but something else, like mental health. Anybody who shoots somebody else has a mental health challenge, period. It's an issue that is far from being resolved, and unfortunately, mass shootings will likely continue to be a problem in the United States for the foreseeable future. I don't want to go too much into the arguments for and against gun restrictions in the United States in this podcast, but hopefully this has given you an idea of why it has become such a controversial issue. If you would like to read more about the arguments on each side of the issue, I'll leave a link to an article that's in favor of more gun restrictions here in the transcript, and an article that's against more gun restrictions here. Why are guns such a big part of American culture? The first and most obvious reason why guns are so popular in America is that the right to have guns is guaranteed in the Second Amendment of the Constitution. There is a lot of debate over the Second Amendment because it was written in a very confusing way. The Second Amendment is made up of 27 words arranged into just an extremely odd sentence. It says, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. So how should we read this? Does the first clause limit gun use to a militia? Or is it implying that the real focus is the last part, to allow people to bear arms? However, 
the Second Amendment has traditionally been interpreted as meaning that American citizens have the right to own guns. This legal right to own guns has no doubt contributed to their popularity. Most gun owners in America relate owning a gun with liberty or freedom. They see gun ownership as essential to self-reliance because they don't need to rely on the police or the government if they're in physical danger. They are able to protect their family and loved ones from danger because they have a gun. Finally, guns are a big part of American culture just because they always have been. Like any aspect of any culture, people probably can't tell you exactly why they like something. It would be like asking somebody from Brazil why they like football. It's just something they grew up with and that has always been a part of their life. According to research that has been done on gun ownership, 73% of gun owners say they couldn't imagine their life without a gun. Should you be afraid to go to America because of the guns? Answering this question is difficult because gun culture and gun laws are very different in different parts of the United States. I grew up in Massachusetts and guns were not a part of my life at all. I never saw a gun other than the ones that the police carried. I never heard a gunshot. I never thought about getting or shooting a gun. In contrast, my uncle and his family, who live in Colorado, have a lot of guns. In fact, he gave his son a shotgun as a birthday present at one point. And it's very common for them to shoot their guns. Also, just because guns are more visible doesn't mean that an area is less safe. Again, my uncle and his family own lots of guns, but they're not dangerous people to be around. In contrast, Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws in the United States, but it's also one of the cities with the most gun violence. Suffice it to say that there are some parts of the United States where it is dangerous to visit because of gun violence, but in the majority of the country, it's not something you really need to worry about. I would just recommend that you do a little research before you travel somewhere in America to make sure it's safe. That's what I do when I travel somewhere in America. There are websites such as ADT.com crime, and I'll leave the link here in the transcript, where you can check different areas of the country on a map to see how dangerous they are. If an area is much more dangerous than the national average, it would probably be a good idea to travel somewhere else. Thank you for listening to American Explainer. If you would like to support this show, the best way would be to book a lesson with me on italki. You can have a trial lesson with me on italki for free because italki will give you $5 for signing up and a 30-minute trial lesson with me only costs $5. So, what do you have to lose? Follow the link in the podcast description to see how you can get your free trial lesson.